So this morning, this we preached at camp. Um, we spoke about the Holy Spirit. The title of the sermon was actually, "Who is the Holy Spirit?" And we started that. We started camp with with with, with breaking chains Wednesday night. Um, breaking chains. It's an awesome moment. Uh, we had real chains all over the stage, and God moved in an amazing way. Second night, Pastor Gabby spoke, and he talked about the turning of tables. How when Jesus, I loved it. It was a great picture he painted all throughout the Bible, all the temples that were built. And then he talked about the modern-day temple, how we have the temple right here, right here in our hearts. We're all walking temples. But there was a moment in the New Testament where Jesus walked into a temple, and he did not like what's going on. So what he did was he started, he started flipping tables. And, and, and it was just a great analogy of what is on the temple in your heart, what's on the table in the temple in your heart. That was awesome. Who loved that one? That was, that was my favorite. This morning, we asked a question. We started a conversation, and we were dissecting those two last words of this question. And if you've ever been into any type of church before, um, our church, our church, we believe in the Trinity of God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, right? I know people that they love God, they love Jesus, but they neglect the Holy Spirit. And what we said this morning was the entirety of God is what's going to push you further in life. I really don't believe you can just love God and love Jesus and neglect the Holy Spirit and not walk in him every day. You need all three. So three in one, one in three. I'm a brother, I'm a boyfriend, and I'm a son. I act three different ways, but I'm the same person. God is just able to split himself up like that because he's God. And if you have a question mark in your head, welcome to faith. Creation is not supposed to understand everything of the creator. So welcome. We, you have more questions, keep them coming, all right? So who is the Holy Spirit is a big question. In the Bible, you have the Old Testament and you have the New Testament. And if you're here this morning, it's just ringing the bell again. You have the Old Testament and the New Testament. In the entire Bible, the words Holy Spirit is written 800 times. But remember that the Bible was not originally manuscripted in English. The Old Testament was originally manuscripted in Hebrew. Hebrew, right? The New Testament was scripted in Greek. So when English translators saw this word called ruach, somebody say ruach. ruach. That is the Hebrew word of the English word spirit. Does that make sense? So when you say spirit, in Hebrew you're saying ruach. When the Bible says spirit in the Old Testament, the original translation in the original language it was written in is Ruach. Here's the definition. A wind, a breath, a violent exaltation, a blast of breath. So when you look at the Trinity now, you see God the Father who's in heaven, God the Son who came down, died for your sins, paid the price you can never pay, rose on the third day from the grave. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And the Bible says that he says, I will send my advocate, I will send my breath. I will send a spiritual tornado to lead you in and every day of your life. That's what he wants to do. So that's ruach. That's the Old Testament word. In the Greek, 
sorry, in the Hebrew, the New Testament word in the Greek, remember, so different testaments are originally manuscripted in different languages. The Greek word is pneuma, that's a silent P, right? That's not a typo, that's a silent P. And the definition of pneuma is a current of air, a blast of breath, and a strong breeze. You guys see the similarities between these two words? And then when, when translators were putting this together, they had a dilemma. That's why you hear two words when it comes to the Holy Spirit. You hear the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost. They're trying to take one word that we call spirit and define it in two different languages with different context in it to represent a blast of breath. So they wrote the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? So who is the Holy Spirit? Knowing the original translation, knowing he's a blast of breath, the question is, who is the Holy Spirit in your life? Some of you guys have been to churches and you see people running around going crazy, jumping up and down, um, slapping people and stuff. That happens. It really does. Some of y'all see churches on YouTube. You're like, what the heck is going on? I don't understand it. Listen, all that stuff you see, it's not the Holy Spirit. It's the evidence of the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? In other words, and we said this this morning, if, if, if we go to the beach, some of you guys like the sun, right? So you tan out. And then, you know, I know one of my friends, he hates the sun. The sun comes in and he, he begins to, you know, freak out. You know what I mean? He gets weird. He puts, like, towels all over his body. Uh, some of y'all come prepared to the beach. You got the lotion, right? You kind of excited, kind of not excited. Some of y'all don't use lo uh, uh, the uh, sunblock. And you end up like a burnt piece of cinnamon toast crunch or something crazy. And now you're peeling on your back and like people are touching you and you're like, stop. In other words, the sun is the same, but there's different ways we react to it. The Holy Spirit is the same, but the evidence is different. So when you see things happening in churches, it's the evidence of the Spirit, it's the evidence of the breath. But it is not Him. Does that make sense? Like, there's evidence, like if I leave my clothes right here, there's evidence I was here, but the clothes isn't me. That's just the evidence. So we started that question, and we looked at parallels between the Holy Spirit and wind. Because remember, these definitions, they're talking about breath, wind. They're talking about just this conglomeration of all these types of analogies of who the Holy Spirit is. So we're going to compare really quickly wind and the Holy Spirit. Number one, and guys, I'm going to just blow through this. Wind is unseen. You don't see wind. You experience wind. All right? It feels really good to feel what we run on. Amen? It feels really good to feel what we run on. Wind is unseen. You will not see the Holy Spirit. You will feel the Holy Spirit. You ever feel like a strange wind one day? Usually when like, you walk out of a place and you just feel wind? Come on, that's the Holy Spirit on a Friday night. That was when Carl started singing that bridge for me. I was like, ooh, the wind. He's fighting the wind. Wah, da, da, da. <laughs> we all react differently. Some of you guys in those moments, you just, you crumble and you cry because of the grace of God just on your life. Some of you guys in these moments, we get hype. I mean, I get hype too, but you get hype. You're like, ooh. Turn into a, a crump dance team. <laughs> Some of you guys have no idea what you're feeling, but you feel something. And you haven't had a group of believers to help guide you in this evidence part. Yo, just be yourself. 
be honest. Honest. Who felt the Holy Spirit tonight for the first time in a long time? For the first time in a long time. Let's be honest. There we go. Awesome. Who felt it in general? Come on. Awesome. It's the wind. It's the breath of God. Legit going right around the aisles and chairs to meet you right where you're at. He meets you. When is unseen? I love this. When is unpredictable? It's unpredictable, y'all. It's just going to come and it's going to leave. It's going to show up in different angles. It's going to show up in different ways. I went to a movie one time and I left loving Jesus more. And it wasn't a Christian movie. But the Holy Spirit is unpredictable. And I left that movie saying, I looked at the main character. I was like, yo, that's Jesus. Because he, he gave himself up. Y'all know the movie, uh, I Am Legend. Will Smith. I, I, heard, I heard there's like an alternate ending, right? He dies at the end, right? He dies at the end. That's what I'm saying. If you, if you say he didn't die, you saw the alternate ending. I saw the part when he died. And I was like, yo, that's Jesus. That's black Jesus. What's about it? It was crazy. The Holy Spirit is unpredictable. He can meet you in a song. He can meet you in your car. He can meet you in a movie. Listen, don't focus on the method. Focus on the message. If I left that movie theater saying God only speaks through movies, then I would start a new religion called the movie Christians. We sit down every Sunday and watch a movie, and that would be the only way God spoke to us. That's why there's so many denominations out there of Christianity, because they see one method, and they say God only moves this way. Get God out of that box that you have. He's unpredictable. He does whatever he wants to do. He's unpredictable. It's not about the method. It's the message. He's unpredictable. Wind is unpredictable. The Holy Spirit can meet you any moment in your life, any second. He can meet you in like a strange wind. Send goosebumps up your spine. And you say, God, I know that you're with me. I do not see you. God, I feel you. I don't see you. Too many Christians are lonely and they swear the, the, the God of the Bible has abandoned them. If you are a believer in Jesus, raise your hand. If you're not, we're going to fix that in a couple minutes. But if you believe in Jesus and you're saved, the Holy Spirit is inside of you. Everyone who just raised your hand, he's living inside of you. He's living inside of you. The thing is that you have his voice just a little bit dwindled. And maybe the only time he speaks to you is when you're doing something wrong. Because that's he's the advocate. He's the comforter. Maybe the only time you hear the Holy Spirit is when you're doing something wrong. But he's still speaking to you. How about you turn down the world's volume and turn up the Holy Spirit's volume? That's called fasting. I'm going to put Netflix on hold for a little bit and put Jesus on up. I'm going to put secular music nothing wrong with music of the world but it's just that it's of the world and you may pick up some doctrine from the world i'm all about the money i'm all about the riches i'm all about the girls and then you got christians saying i'm all about the money i'm all about whoa, whoa, whoa. you died to yourself when you said yes to god yeah. nothing wrong with nothing wrong with that music i listen to it myself but if you want to hear the holy spirit you're gonna have to sacrifice some things you got to turn down the volume of the world 
and turn up the volume of the Holy Spirit. When is unpredictable? Next one. When is powerful? It's powerful. It has power. It has power. It gives you the ability to walk with a little bit more pimp in your step. You're not called to be an afraid Christian. There's no such thing as an afraid Christian. There's only such thing as a confused Christian who thinks they're afraid. If you have Jesus inside of you and the Holy Spirit inside of you, there's no room for fear. But if you're confused, there's room for fear. When is powerful? There's power in the Holy Spirit. That gives you strength to keep you going. I don't know how I'm standing up here right now. I've been running around like crazy for three days. In dorms with pranks and stuff. I had like four hours of sleep. I'm just venting now. I don't know how I'm here right now. I don't know how this band is still playing. Like, like worship set up the worship set up the worship set up. We're not running off our own strength. I'm running off the power of the Holy Spirit. And if it's, I got breath in my lungs, I'm going to worship. If my legs are cut off, I'm going to worship. If I'm tired, I'm going to worship. Wind is powerful. Some of y'all running off your own strength. Acts 1-8. I love this. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And listen, you will be my witness. Whenever you receive the Holy Spirit, you're called to witness. Too many people are in church and they do nothing with their, with their experience with God. They're being silent. Listen. Your salvation is not only for you, it's for the people that God has placed around you, for you to speak to them and lead them into a relationship with Jesus. Stop being quiet about your salvation. God wants to save your friends too. He wants to save your families too. You're called to be given power and you're also called to be a witness. Next thing about wind. You know what wind is? Wind is refreshing. I, I, I love, you know what I say a lot? Like God, you're like, you're like a breath of fresh air. You ever been drowning? Anyone ever drowned before? Shoot your hands up. We're praying for you. We'll have a prayer moment at the end of service. Where you're literally like looking up at the light from the sun. You know what I mean? But it's not the pure image of the sun. It's just because the water is like crashing. So you just see fragments of the sun and you're losing breath. And you start to panic. You know, you're trying to swim, 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 swim. Anybody ever done that before? <laughs> you felt that? Yeah, and you're crying, but you're underwater, so no one can see your tears. So they're just going and going and going and going and going. Crying underwater. And you're just pushing, you're pushing, you're pushing. And you come up. That's the Holy Spirit. You guys are dying for breath. You're dying for to be refreshed and you're looking and you're looking and if you're not looking now you're gonna go looking I was in a yoga class last semester easy A by the way <laughs> Kevin took it with me we're like namaste <laughs> namago <laughs> I was in yoga and, and there was this one girl and I'm not judging her but I'm just in there like Jesus could do more than yoga. But she's in there and she's like, man, my life has changed because of yoga. I get in here on my mat and then play the music. Ooh. It's pretty chill. It's a pretty chill vibe, no lie. We were chilling. It was bad chill. 
So she's going, she's like, man, my life has changed after yoga. She's like, whenever I go through something, I just take time to breathe. I just breathe. I just, and she gets through her day. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, one day, that tactic is going to run out of its power. One day, something's going to go on, you're going to be like, ah! That music's going to get annoying. Shut up. <laughs> and in my heart, I was like, girl, you don't need breathing skills. You need the Holy Spirit. You don't need a mat with Indian music. You need the power of God. You don't need that stuff. That stuff is awesome. We was chilling there. And like she was like, say whatever you want to say. Come on. So when you exhale, because it's all about breathing. When you do it and you exhale, I want you to just say whatever you want to say. Create your, what's, what's the word? Create your own um, chakra, right? Chakra. Create your own one. Come on, make a new one. We're like, let's do it. So, like bent over, and then little by little, we were like, Jesus. It was the best moment ever. It's so funny. So she got injured. Like, the teacher got injured, like, the first two weeks. She had surgery. She was out the whole semester. Easy A, y'all. Come on. Take it. <laughs> and I remember I was with my boy Jose and Chris. Chris, you in here? Chris. And then Chris and Jose were like, yo, we got nothing to do. Let's go to yoga. They skipped in our class. But there was a, it was a sub, so you didn't skip. You actually joined. Whatever. <laughs> you guys had a break, and you wanted to do something, so they joined us. And all together, man, we were just like peaceful. But instead of focusing on our feelings, we're focusing on Jesus. And literally throughout the whole yoga class, I'm praying to God. I'm like talking to the Holy Spirit. And I'm just like, man, I needed that, yo. The world takes time to breathe nothing in. People are breathing nothing in and are still finding some type of peace that will eventually run. What if you took 15 minutes out of your day to breathe in the power of the Holy Spirit? It's refreshing. It's refreshing. 1 Corinthians 2.9. It is written, no eyes have seen, no ear has heard, and no human mind has conceived the things God has prepared for those who love him. Next verse. These are the things that God has revealed to us by his breath, by a wind. The wind, the breath searches all things, even the deep things of God. I want to go into another verse that's just going to change the mood just a little bit. Ephesians 4, verses 30, in the message translation. I love this. Don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. Because he loves you so much. We'll talk about that later. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life. Making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. There's a way to love Jesus and love God and neglect the Holy Spirit. I believe you're taking him for granted. There are people in this world that love God, they love Jesus, and they attend church every week, but they neglect the Holy Spirit. 
There is a way of neglecting the Holy Spirit. There is a way. And maybe that's some of you in here. Your prayers, your prayers consist of God, God, Jesus, you know. Sometimes you got to say, Holy Spirit, breathe on me right now. Holy Spirit, speak to me right now. Live inside of me. So I want to give you some, some ways, some tips for not taking the Holy Spirit for granted. Number one, you got to let go of your fears and your misconceptions. Some people, some leaders, some churches have given you a bad representation of what the Holy Spirit is. And once and for all, I just want to say, I want to say sorry on behalf of those people. They told you that the Holy Spirit was long skirts. And I'm not bashing those churches. But that is not the Holy Spirit. Look at the Bible. The Holy Spirit is a what? It's a wind. It's a breath. That's not the Holy Spirit. Some of you guys have been affected because they've been told that the Holy Spirit is makeup or no makeup. That's not the Holy Spirit. Because I don't run off how I see people. I run off the Bible. And you got to remember that. Whenever someone tells you something that feels odd, go to the Bible. Because it is written. Every sin and every good thing is written in that book. That's where we get our doctrine from. Our theology is from the Bible. And, and literally, sometimes our fears and our misconceptions can put the Holy Spirit in a box. Again, it's not the method, it's the message. If I were to say that God only moves through movies, when was the when's the next time I'm going to hear from the Holy Spirit? But if I take the perspective, God, you can come from anywhere and any moment and speak to me right now. You're actually setting yourself up for more encounters that will change your life. It's unpredictable. Let go of your fears. Let go of your misconceptions on the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit isn't only felt on Friday nights and Sunday mornings. You can feel the Holy Spirit on your way to church. You can feel the Holy Spirit on your way anywhere you want to go. And Eva, I don't know why, but the Holy Spirit is telling me to talk to you right now. I'm so sorry I did this, but I've been looking at you. Jesus. I'm not going to cry. I promise I'm not going to cry. It's been a while since the Holy Spirit has spoken through you and to you. And maybe I don't know what it's been, but there's been something in the way. And I don't know if you even know what it is. But the Holy Spirit is going to begin to breathe on you like never before in this new season in your life. He's going to push you. His wind is going to take you. There will be moments in your life that you will feel a spiritual wind. And you're not going to think about anything else, but this is the Holy Spirit doing this. It's the Holy Spirit doing this. I love you. Let go of your fears and misconceptions. Number two, it's how you don't take the Holy Spirit for granted. You go all in. Not only on the topic of the Holy Spirit, but in every other area. Listen, we do church every single Friday. We're here every Friday and Sunday. We're not, I'm not going nowhere. Y'all not, leaders aren't going nowhere, all right? <laughs> Go all in. What would your life really look like? 
I really don't understand people that say oh, they want the most of Jesus and they don't come to church. I don't understand you. I really, I'm getting real now. I do not understand you. Man, John, I'm hyped for Jesus. I, I, I got to go to work. I got to do this. I gotta go the job you prayed for is not in the way of God. You, have, you better go in let me know, listen, Sundays and Fridays, I need off. Or else this is not where God is leading me. Because money will not become my God. Money is not what I'm living for. I died to myself when I said yes to Jesus. Go all in. I'm going to do student leadership. I'm going to read my Bible. I want everything God has for me. I'm going to Camp 18. Hold up, somebody. Going to Camp 18. I'm doing everything God wants me to do. Because if you don't go all in, I'm sorry, but you're putting the Holy Spirit in a box. And I said this last service, I'm going to say it again. You're giving God 5% of your phone and expecting him to do a lot. The phone's going to die. You're expecting him to work with a little bit. You want 30 minutes on a Friday to affect seven days in the world. Give God your life. Man, I, I want to... Who's in with me? We're going all in church this year. I'm not, I'm not, I'm tired of being the same. I'm tired of being where I'm at. I'm tired of being stagnant. I want everything God has for me. The entirety of what he has for me. I want it. I don't want some wind. I want the whole wind. I don't want a little breeze. I want a tornado. I want things to start breaking in my life. I want things to start, I want the roof to blow open. Go all in. Go all in. I love this. Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. In other words, if it's not with all of your heart, you're never going to find me. In other words, you need to put Jesus one and the one will take care of the rest. You have Jesus at the same level with everything in your life. It's family, it's your job, it's your cars, your hobbies, it's your friends, it's your career, school, and then it's God. And you're saying, God, you're right with everything else, and I want you to just jump on everything else. God is not good at being number two. And when he's number one, he makes all those things better. He makes all those things better. Go all in. The third tip of how not to neglect the Holy Spirit in your life is to develop an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Develop. That's not a, 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 a popular topic in church. Don't worry, guys. I'm going to be done soon. Develop. It's not a popular topic in church. In the world, sorry. Because no one wants, no one wants to take time anymore. Take time. More life. Sorry. No one, wants to, no, one, no one cares about the process. We live in a generation where we want it as quick as Twitter. We want it as quick as the microwave. I want it fast. I hear Amazon's like shipping same day. What is that? I love it, though. I, I mean, that's how I got this. That's how I got this. We'll talk about that later, but 
Like, I knew this church is weird. I was just waiting for the, the props. Waiting for the weird stuff. Come on, where's it at? It's too good to be true. Spirit led. There's something, something wrong with them. What's wrong? They dress nice. You know, what's going on here? They're inclusive. You know, what's up? Not, nothing's up. We love Jesus. Jesus runs our church. If you don't have a church, everybody say welcome home on three. Ready? One, two, three. Welcome home. Everything is quick in our generation. We went it fast, but no one talks about developing. No one talks about the process. Nobody talks about it. You cheat the Holy Spirit when you say, I want everything right now, and I want to be the best I can be right now, and here we go. Yes to Jesus. I did it. I'm not floating yet. I said yes to God. I still got addictions. I said yes to Jesus. I still have some, some things I want to do. I said yes to Jesus. I still, I'm all about myself still. Nothing's really changing. Listen, your life changes in the development. It's in the process. It's a story in the New Testament. Jesus sees a bunch of people who are sick, and they come to him. And you know how Jesus heals them? He doesn't lay a hand on them. He prays for them. Yeah, yeah. But he says, listen, run and walk over there to those people, and on your way, you will be healed. On your way. I'm not saying God doesn't heal you as soon as possible. Because, listen, he healed a lot of people in these last couple days. Touched and he reached and he bam, right there. But that's not the only avenue he works in. Sometimes it's in the walking that every step you take, you're closer to healing. Every step you take, you're closer to the Holy Spirit. Every step you take, you're more and more personal with the Holy Spirit. So then you'll look back at every step and every moment and say, Man, you led me through that. I fought through that with blood, sweat, and tears, and prayers, and petitions, and week by week. I was waiting, I was waiting, I was praying. And God, you did that. That's what development looks like. Listen, this Holy Spirit relationship, it, it, needs, to take, it needs to take time. More life. Second Corinthians. 13 and 14, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit will be with you all. Amen. <laughs> Verse 14, the amazing grace of the Master Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Holy Spirit is intimate or nothing. He wants to talk to you. He wants to be with you. He wants you to talk back. He wants that to happen. Amazing testimony my dad has. Um, my dad, he's, he's a pastor's kid. You know the worst kind, right? <laughs> there was a time he fell away from the faith. He wanted nothing to do with God. He wanted nothing to do with God. And, and, and there was a time he came back. And that was the day he said yes to Jesus for real. I've been saved like 37 times. But there was one time I said it for real. Anybody got saved a bunch of times? Come on, somebody. Some of y'all about to say yes to God today. You said it last week and the week before. It's all right. Nobody's counting. 
You pray the sinner's prayer. We're going to go, oh, forgive me your muscle hands. We're going to accept your Holy Spirit. You're just saying it just in case, right? Amen and amen. Say it with your mouth. Holy Spirit. Take control. I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. It's all right. We get saved every week, y'all. Come on. <laughs> it was, he was literally saved the first time, the real time. And it's when he just started going in the Holy Spirit. It's a story. It's a real story. Holy Spirit wakes him up in the middle of the night. By the way, if you wake up and you feel like, does God want to do something? He wants to do something. All right? You don't got to pray about it. God is, what is happening? Oh, my God. What's going on? What's going on? Your door's like crickling open. And there's like somebody like laying down. Oh, my God. Do you want me to speak to them? What are we going to do? It's like, if only someone was here. Like, God, what do you want me to do? Just go. That's a little scary, right? Hey, don't let your fear and your misconception. I'm praying. I'm praying. So, <laughs> getting mad personal tonight. Do not let. No, I'm playing. Let's get to the story. So he wakes up in the middle of the night. The Holy Spirit says, wake up. He wakes up. Whoa, that was weird. Holy Spirit says, get ready. He gets ready. He's ready in his room. He's like, what the heck's going on? He says, go outside. He goes outside. In the middle of the night in New York City. Not a good time to be out. <laughs> Come on, somebody. So he's about to punch somebody and pray. He doesn't know what's going on. I'm going to punch you and pray for you. That's a real church. Like, the demon, what's going on? So he goes out. I'm having way too much fun. He goes out. And he's walking around. This is sick. And then the Holy Spirit's like, get on the train. So he's like, all right, what? Let's go on this train. He gets on the train. He travels. He travels. Okay, get off. And it's not like an audible voice. It's not like, God says, turn left. It's a wind. It's a breath. It's a whisper. So he goes, gets off the train. says, go to that building. Goes to the building. Go up the steps. I say up the steps because all the elevators are broken in the ghetto. Hold up. <laughs> if you haven't been in the ghetto, you know all the elevators don't work. And if they work, they smell like piss. Do not go in there. Don't touch the buttons with your fingers. Touch them with your elbows. And click, click. If you get stuck, you got six hours till they're gonna get you. Whatever. So he took the steps. I, I prayed it. <laughs> he took the steps. I'm having too much fun. He took the steps and he said, get off at this, get off at this room, go to that room, and knock on the door. And he's like, yo, I don't know what's gonna be on this door. But I died when I said yes to you. I may die tonight, I don't know what's going on. I already died. You can't kill a dead man. I died of myself a long time ago. And you know, like, the New York, well, all the ghetto chains. So it opens just a little bit. Right? So, right? No, seriously, seriously. Right? If you got that in Florida, you just got problems, all right? Oh, whoa. Trust issues. It's like, open it up, and and guess who he sees? The devil himself. I'm playing. <laughs> They're like, oh my God! I knew this place was of the devil. This is too good to be true. He opened. 
It was too good. I had to. I had to. It was too good. You were vulnerable. I'm sorry I did that. I apologize. It was way too easy. It was too easy. Okay, back to it. That door right there, there was like 3C. He goes, he goes. The door opens. He's a black guy. A black eye, not a black guy. A black eye. My goodness. I'm on a roll. I'm done. I swear I'm done. I'm done. Ja. 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 Ija. There's a woman. There's a woman in the door. And she has a black eye. And he's like, listen, I don't know who you are. I don't know what your name is. But God told me to come here. Can I pray for you? And like he saw like a nod. He said, in the name of Jesus, speak to her. Speaking life, speaking life. A tear begins to come down that eye. And he closed the door. And she let, he led her to send his prayer right there in the crack. He never seen that woman again. But what if he hadn't woke up because of the voice that was calling him? What if, listen, the Holy Spirit wants to get intimate, yo. He wants to get so personal. And if you are a person that says, I want everything, that's going to mean you're going to give some stuff up. It's going to mean you're going to sacrifice how you look like. Christians are seen as weird, not weirdos. That's okay. Listen, God wants to do something. And God wants to speak. And God wants to move. And I'm not going to be in the way. I'm going to lead you to the way. I'm not being in the way. Everybody on their feet tonight. Let's have the worship team come up. I didn't use I'm using it now. You better play. You guys see this thing here. So like everything and actually sit back down. Sit back down. I'm sorry. You're welcome. <laughs> oh man, I want to stand. My legs are fresh. I don't get tired. <laughs> I don't get tired. So the Bible says, Numa, blast of breath. So, like, this thing here, it literally is a blast of air. Who wants it first? You want it? Here you go. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It was just air. Ready? What the heck? <laughs> I almost broke my first For those listening on the podcast, I just blew his hood off. Anybody else? Anybody else? One more person. Let's go, Barbie. By the way, if you want to sit in the front, most of the anointing and blessings in the front. So whatever. Get here early. Baba says the Holy Spirit is a blast of breath. It's a blast of breath. It's a blast of breath. And I love this. I'm not going to do it again. I promise. I love this. I think the Holy Spirit is like this right now. He's ready to blow you off your seat. He's ready. He's ready. I love this. I love this, though. God will never enter a door that you not let him open. He will not go into an area of your life that you not submit to him. So it's until you say yes, 
It is the two. You say, Holy Spirit, take control. That's when you can say, I love that. You can take that. Well, it's mine. You can't take it. That's when the breath will just blow you away. Let's go back to that sermon title. Who is the Holy Spirit? Every head bow, we got clothes in this room. She told her book, Spirit wants an intimate relationship with you. He wants to know what you think about. He wants to know your favorite color. He wants to walk with you in every moment of your life and lead you. Eyes up for just a moment. We gave this analogy in the morning, and I believe it's just so powerful. So imagine with me that we were all wave surfers. Really cool dudes you see at the beach, but they're not surfing. They're kind of like leaning and gliding. Those dudes are like sent from heaven. Love those dudes. Not time for jokes, okay? So the other, the other thing, what's happening is that there's not a motor in that thing. You know what I mean? Like there's no engine, but they're moving really fast. You see them, right? They just go and go and go and go and go. And what's happening is they're holding on to materials. They're holding on to something that they have been given. And they're leaning into the wind. And they're going. Hear me. They're holding on to something that they were given. They're leaning. And they're moving. If there's no movement in your life, maybe you're just holding on to the promises of God and you're not doing anything. Maybe you're just holding on to your talents and gifts and you haven't manifested them into the church. Maybe you're holding on to your life for fear and trembling and you feel stagnant. What if you just, you need to lean into the wind just a little bit? What if you need to lean into the air and the breath of God just a little bit? I really believe your life will begin to take off like never before. A little bit of God in everything makes everything better. A lot of God, movement, movement, movement. Every head bow, every eye closed. 
I know we don't have a lot of church people in here. Listen, every head by every eye closed. The majority of everyone in this room, listen to me. They have been Christians for over the, for over a year. Every head by every eye closed. I'm preaching. Listen. The majority of the people in this room have not been serving Jesus for more than a year. The people you see up here hyped for Jesus, reading the Bible, student leaders, serving in church, they were you less than a year ago. Having no idea what to do, having no idea who God is, having no idea what church should look like, but they had a passion and they responded to a call. They responded with a hand. One hand lifting up represents more, more, more than a hand. One hand lifted up represents a, an eternity being changed. The majority of our young adult ministry is the unchurched, and I love it, and I'm thankful for it. And we will always give room for salvation in our church because we believe that eyes will be opened and ears will begin to hear the voice of God. If you're in this room tonight and you have never genuinely said yes to Jesus before, every eye every, every closed, no one looking around. If you are in this room and you can hear the sound of my voice and you want to start a real relationship with Jesus and a real intimate connection to the Holy Spirit and a real revelation of who God is on a count of three, unafraid, unashamed, I'm going to actually shoot your hand up as a sign of surrender. On the count of three, you want Jesus. What a beautiful atmosphere full of people that love you and that aren't judging you. That they love you and they see where you're at. And they say, man, I was there too. Let's do this. On the count of three, one, don't be afraid. The Bible says the moment of salvation is right now. Do not let it pass you by. Two, push past the awkwardness. Push past the feelings. Every head bow, every eye closed. If you want Jesus for the very first time, one, two, Three, shoot your hand up like a rocket all over this room. All over this room. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Put your hands back down. Put your hands down. Every head, Bobby, eye close. Reach for those hands around you. Reach for those hands around you. Come on, reach them. Reach, 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 reach. Every hand in this room. tonight. Come on, let's pray with our friends that made a decision. Let's pray together. Let's do this. Come on, everyone say, Jesus. I repent from my sins. I turn away from my old way of living. I turn the page in my life. And I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Cleanse my soul to only yearn for you. Lord God, I love you. And today marks the day that I get to know the God of the Bible. Today the day of transformation. I'm not called to be the same. I'm called to be different. I'm called to stand out. I'm called to be a light. 
Lord, with the same energy for you and the same passion for you, I will exercise this in your church. The church is a gift to me, Lord. I will maximize this gift. Everybody says, amen. Amen.